0: Hey, cryptonauts, this is Jay Jabberelli of Jabarelli.com, just a bunch of referral links. Welcome to the latest episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. In today's episode, we'll be talking about three things, predictions, government spending and crypto, and Wall Street bets. And as always, with Blockchain John. Hey, John, take it away with the top 10 predictions.
1: All right. All right. Hello, cryptonauts. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. So we're going to start off with the top 10 cryptocurrencies by market cap. Uh, We're going to basically just talk about predictions right now. So we're not going to talk about the prices, just the predictions of what we think the top 10 coins are going to be in 2021. So we're going to start off with, obviously, the infamous Bitcoin. Jake, Bitcoin up or down in the year 2021 oh
0: it's definitely going up i can't tell you how far no, but it is you. definitely going up
1: going up do you want to give a guess
0: uh i hate to shoot myself in the foot like i did last time i saying it was going to go above 25 <laughs> but i am i'm okay. betting it's going to hit 50 but 50 is where it's going to go
1: 50 is where i'm looking at as well um Oh, oh by the way knots this is not financial advice educational yes, only
0: that should be very clear right, we're not nip. we're not a financial advisor here we have no license to do this we're just guessing it's just our opinion
1: right uh second ethereum up or down
0: ethereum's going to go up but it's not going to follow bitcoin
1: ethereum will go up and i think percentage wise is going to be a lot higher than Bitcoin. Yes. By a yes, whole I lot.
0: believe Ethereum will go up quite a bit. In fact, if I'm gonna put a number on it, I'm gonna say somewhere between five and seventy five 7, hundred. Five thousand seventy five hundred is what the price of Ethereum wow, is gonna go really? I was
1: thinking I was thinking two to uh, Oh 2, no, 5. it's
0: definitely gonna hit two. But my prediction's higher than that. So for this yes, year. This year, I believe it will hit five thousand, if not very really close to it.
1: Wow, nice. All right. Third, tether. Up or, well, I guess you can't really say up I mean, or down. Yeah, it's going to grow it's, up a little it's bit. A coin.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? Is Tether going to continue to grow their overall uh, market I cap? I think
0: Tether is going to be in a, for a real fight, honestly. Um, because it's a stable coin, because it can act like a security, it's going to have some problems. So we're going to see. It's going to be just like the next coin on the list. It's going to have some issues. We'll see.
1: Um. Interesting. Okay, let's go to the next one then. Uh, XRP number four, up or down?
0: Um, well, it's already up a lot, and honestly, it shouldn't have been in, in position four as of late because it's gone so up so much lately. Um, I think it's also going to have a lot of problems, like I said about Tether, uh, since it's acting like a security, um, and I think the U.S. is going to make it make it a mess. It's going to make it a real mess unless the current administration, which I'm not going to say either way. Uh, is going to have something to say about it, but Janet Yellen's pointing her finger at crypto right now, and I think XRP is going to be the target of it. Unfortunately, so I can't. I'm not really sure where XRP is going to be in a year.
1: I, I don't either. I don't either. Um, that, that's a tough one to say. Um, in regards to Tether, I think the market cap is going to continue to expand, as well as all other stablecoins. Um, and and what what do we got? We got. Uh, uh, GUSD, um, uh, USDC, and USDT. What are some oh, other ones? Uh, there's there's like
0: there's got to be 15 yeah. of them. I remember them all, but
1: uh. right. So there's I think there's five of them right now that are going to be accepted by big banks yeah. in the near future. We're talking about like in the near future, like in, in a couple of months. I mean, it's already been approved. All they got to do is to get the software out to the banks, and basically you can go to your bank and start talking to your financial advisor or your financial your personal banker and start settling on usdt or usdc true
0: That's FD, in the US the paxo standard pax uh, usdc tether true g, g uh, gbp which is the British british great british pound uh true uh australian uh, dollar true uh hong kong dollar true canadian dollar there's a whole bunch of different stable coins out there that are just based on the the dollar or whatever the, the fiat currency is of, of, uh, well-recognized nations.
1: So that, that market cap is going to continue to uh, expand right now. It's at 26 billion and that's going to easily double If not triple, yeah. um, number five, we have polka dot up or down.
0: I, I don't know enough about polka today, although I will say that in the limited amount of information I have, I'm going to guess it's going to go up, but not by a lot.
1: Um, Polkadot for 2021, I do see it being more utilized. The, the 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 protocol is going to be utilized a lot more in 2021 um, as more and more people continue to know what it is, uh, and it's going to continue to go up uh, past 20, past 25.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it'll pass 20. It's uh, very close to that. that now. So.
1: Yeah, number six, Cardano.
0: Um, Cardano has had a very strange history, and I can't guarantee. Although it's definitely been going up, it's nowhere near its previous peak. So, does it have a lot of potential? Yeah, it used to be a dollar three years ago, uh, and so do I think it could reach dollar again. Yeah, I definitely think it is. I kind of hope it does, since I, I do have Cardano myself. Um, <laughs> but at this point, um, by th- this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised if Cardano doubles in value
1: this time next year cardano um you know the now this is where i'm going to reiterate what you said i am limited on cardano's information knowledge uh i don't know what's going to happen with cardano uh, what i understand about cardano is it mimics ethereum mm-hmm. but the scalability is a lot more easily to it's a lot more easier to work with the security, I think, is about the same, if not just a slightly better. Uh, but that's going to be in c- competition with Ethereum 2.0, which is g- just going to blow out Cardano. So if Cardano doesn't, you know, strap up and in, in, in blast off to the moon pretty soon, then they're going to be falling behind Ethereum 2.0 comes up. So that's that's the
0: that's, that's a race uh,
1: for Cardano. They need to catch up. Oh, number seven.
0: Um, I don't know if it's your signal, but I'm barely hearing you. Chainlink. Okay. Chainlink. Uh, Chainlink's been doing pretty well, and uh, if I were to hedge a bet, which is, like I said, not financial advice, <laughs> um, I would say Chainlink is definitely going to go up. Chainlink has had an exceptionally good uh, last two years, and it's just incredibly popular, incredibly useful, um, and I can definitely see it going. I can't. I can't put a number on it like I did with Ethereum, but um, I would not be surprised that in the next year. Uh, Chainlink hits three times its current value.
1: Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, what I know about Chainlink is that they got a mass following, a really good mass following. That they they, they uh, Link Marines they talk a lot. They're definitely spreading everything from FOMO to FUD, anything and everything they can just to put out uh, Chainlink news. So the more exposure. From my experience, the more exposure there is, the more the token will be more valuable. Regardless if it's good news or bad news, as, you know, there's other coins on the market that you can see going up because of news. Regardless if it's good or bad. Number seven,
0: Litecoin. <laughs> Litecoin has, see has, uh, the word I'm thinking of here, uh, unhooked itself from connection with Bitcoin, even though it still tends to follow it. Uh, it used to be the main thing before Ethereum, but it's really popular. Um, I don't think Litecoin is going to do anything except follow Bitcoin. So I, if Bitcoin goes up a lot, Litecoin will go up a lot. But I don't think Litecoin has really its own entity so much as it's just a follower coin.
1: So Chainlink has gone up in the past few months, I think since like September, October, yep. somewhere around there. And that's... Specifically, because they they uh, the some developer I don't know if it was Litecoin developers or it was probably another developer that created a Litecoin based game that people can play on. And ever since that game was published on the Litecoin blockchain, Litecoin has been skyrocketing because people technically it's it's like a um, like an ERC twenty token game where you can lock use use up your Litecoin to play the game and create uh valuable assets that you can i'm assuming exchange on the market later on uh but that's the reason why black has been going up and on top of that obviously there's a lot of big hedge funds that are actually buying it up so right. i do see it, i do see i do see it going up a lot more because uh, i think grayscale grayscale is charging like a one over one thousand percent in in premium interest just to buy up Litecoin. i mean in comparison to uh, Ethereum, I think they were charging like a thirty percent interest. One thousand percent? That's insane. Yeah. Um,
0: with uh, as a contrast, coin when I got into um, Gala Games early on in June, um, I never thought that Gala Games coin would be worth anything more than point zero 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 one of a dollar, and now it's worth point zero 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 one th- or point zero zero three. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like a lot. It's, it's wow. I mean, it's tripled in value at the tripled its highest value ever. But it's um, it's one of those things that's actually become useful per the ideal of uh, that you just said for Litecoin. Is it somebody putting it into into a game? Um, and so I, I I regret now not thinking that Gala would ever be a thing. But I think it's because it's ba- it's backed by Zynga um, that
1: yeah yeah see. It's things like that that I, I dropped the ball on a lot of other uh, tokens as well. Like I should have got in earlier when I saw it, but there's, there was nothing out there. Not until some developer says, you know what, we can use this code. We, we have developers that can yep. easily work on this code, and we can develop yep. something for it. Now, the, the actual core developers themselves, they, they didn't really do much. It was other people, third-party um, developers, that created something that brought more value to the actual uh, blockchain. So that's why a lot of these yes, blockchains exactly. go up. That's uh, next one is block. uh, Sorry, Bitcoin Cash.
0: I I, I can't even give a prediction on Bitcoin Cash. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily follow Bitcoin. Uh,
1: I'm gonna say actually uh, this one I'm gonna say it's gonna go down.
0: Um, Its performance has been pretty poor since it split off from Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, and they just had another they hadn't an, they had another fork where they had um uh, a couple months ago they had another fork where they had bitcoin abc and bitcoin some other big bitcoin split i guess um the there was a consensus where developers were asking for a um for every every block that was mined on the bitcoin cash blockchain a certain percentage had to go to developers and a lot of miners were pretty pissed off about that so that's why I don't see it going higher than what it is
0: now. I mean, not that it's worth nothing, but yeah.
1: Right, number 10, last, yeah, Stellar. I'm excited
0: about Stellar. I have quite a bit of Stellar myself right now. Um, and it seems to be picking up steam as of the last year. Uh, obviously nowhere near its top value, near, uh, $0.9. Uh, but it's, uh, it definitely seems to be performing and, and like I said, it's, it's, it's been gen- generally on an up tr- uptrend all year.
1: I think I'm going to agree with you. Stellar is a big, big sleeper um, because they are spread around the globe and they're working on a lot of projects in a lot of countries. Um, ex- come on, hedge funds. Hedge fund managers are buying up Stellar like crazy, just like they are with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Stellar is also in the bag as well. So, it's one of those things you got to look at that. Like, why are they buying Stellar? Because Stellar, there's, there is a use case for it. And they, they want to get on, on that because it's going to go up. Is it going to reach a dollar by the end of 2021? I yeah, don't sure know you... about that. Um, I, I think uh, by the end of this year, the way that the everything's going, uh, I would say it's going to
0: push past. Yeah, I seconds. would say that's probably a conservatively accurate assessment.
1: all right so we're going to conclude this particular segment of topic number one being predictions what's the next topic
0: is how in general is the um, government of the u.s in particular spending it could be also government spending other countries but i don't really know what other countries are doing uh versus crypto or as it relates to crypto Um, how is the dollar u.s dollar in particular performing versus cryptocurrencies like bitcoin well, if I'm going to answer my own question, um,
1: yeah, go ahead. Because I'm I'm a, a little bit lost. Where's that link <laughs> it's
0: at? It's one of the few links I sent you. Um, Bitcoin. Let's say the article that I found out was on CoinDesk. Uh, Bitcoin briefly dips below 30k dollar, bounces ahead of the Federal Reserve's rate announcement, which, of course, is if anyone in the U.S. is listening to this, and is aware of at least how the dollar works. When times are tough, the Federal Reserve tries to lower interest rates to encourage people to spend more money or to take out more loans. Um, The lower the interest rates, the more likely people are because it costs them less to take out a loan. But at the same time, if anyone's aware of things like Celsius, which we talk about on this podcast often, um, or um, the one I recently encountered with was Nexo, um, you can get a lot of interest off of, bit, off of um, cryptocurrencies right now, uh, particularly things like Uniswap or any of the um, liquidity uh, trading platforms. Uh, it's just immense. Uh, crypto is so much more valuable than the US dollar is becoming. And, and if anything, the reason it seems, uh, although it doesn't say explicitly in this article, uh, is that the uh, US has been dumping so much cash, has been printing so many dollars and putting them out into our society that it's just appreciating the value of the bill. Um, There was a time, I don't have it in front of me at this moment, but uh, I think it was 2015. In 2015, the value of the US dollar was 0.15 of its original value. So instead of it being worth a dollar, it was worth 15 cents. So when the US uh, pried itself loose of the gold standard back in the 70s, 1970s, um, it only spelled Basically, the doom for the U.S. dollar because it meant that it was no longer connected to a to a physical thing, and as that continues on, um, it just depreciates the value of the dollar. Which I think, if we look at examples throughout the world, so I'm going to name uh, v- Venezuela and Greece in particular. Um, Venezuela, and I guess Mexico has the same problem, but plenty of Latin American countries do struggle with this. Uh, is that you can see inflation occur uh, on these coins and these currencies like day to day, not over years, but over days. I mean, in the U S the typical interest or infl- inflation on the U S dollar was something between two and three and a half percent per year, which is never good, but I mean, it's not nearly as bad as what could be a hundred thousand percent in a week. <laughs> um,
1: right. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I was reading an article on uh, Venezuela where some people would have, cash one day which was enough for them to buy enough food for the family and the next day that amount of money that they had in their wallet was no longer valued that <laughs> it was no longer worth as much as it as much as they had enough. that's sad as much as they
0: had yeah, it was actually wallet, more valuable is that they burned the, the bills they had in their wallet uh, for fire uh, for for heat than it was to actually spend it on food
1: and that's why a lot of people out there are switching over to crypto because there's more stability in crypto, even though people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe that Bitcoin is down 20, 30%. That's insane. I can't believe Ethereum is down. I can't believe XRP and Stellar and Chainlink. everything it's, it's going to blow. It's like, well, I mean, if you look at the currencies that are going on, going on around the world and then you look at crypto, crypto, there's always a bounce back. It, it's, it's just like a heartbeat.
0: And and, but you're also down. only comparing it to the U.S. dollar. Um, the the if you try to compare the same frequency or the same uh, comparison versus the Venezuelan dollar or you know the uh, the Greek uh, dinar I can't dinar, I can't think of what the – dinar yes thank you dinar um, uh, if you compare it to those currencies then they it's more of a deflation effect because you're Everybody keeps comparing it to the U.S. dollar because it's kind of where, you know, crypto started. But and the U.S. dollar is a very powerful um, uh, fiat currency in the world. Um, But, uh, you know, if you're looking for stability in a a currency, then for those countries that are struggling with, with stability, then, you know, any almost any coin is more stable, I would say, you know terribly in unstable coins like the one i keep talking about on this on this podcast uh, swamp coins probably more stable than the venezuela dollar um <laughs> so obviously it's more about trade than it is about just uh, you know uh technical and inflation value but uh you know can you trade the thing easily uh, bitcoin yeah ethereum yeah um not everybody i have a feeling not everybody in venezuela can always trade f- cryptocurrency to their fellow citizens for food and shelter
1: (laughs) you know to elaborate on uh, what you said earlier in regards to going coming off the gold standard that's like you said that's where all hell broke loose because it allowed governments this is a big thing that people don't realize it gave governments the ability to be very reckless with the decisions that they make basically raising up the, mar- the, not the market cap, the, um, the amount of money, dollars that they can,
0: yeah. Yeah, the, the amount issue. of fiat currency they're right. allowed to issue, exactly. The more you issue, the, the more it decreases yeah. the value. I know they want to get money out to us, particularly to this pandemic era, you know, where we're dealing with all these problems. But the problem is, is the more money you put in the economy. And for once, I agree with Republicans in the U.S., you know, that the more money we dump into the economy, the less it's worth. Um like I said I don't know what the what the direct value difference is now it might be like 0.13 or 0.12 to 1 but I remember my grandmother always talking about in, in now this is pre-depression pre-1929 um, when you could buy an entire bag of groceries for 75 cents you know eggs milk bread you know uh, butter you know all your stock essentials enough to feed your family for the full day probably more um, for less than a dollar and now if you I mean I don't know how many people listen to this podcast go to the, you know US grocery store and you'd be lucky to get away with any one item being less than five dollars um, depends on the item but I mean I'm pretty sure a loaf of bread where I live is f- at least four dollars depends on the bread but I mean I'm going to say average four dollars. And yet I have friends who live in other parts of the United yeah. States, let's say um, Kentucky or Tennessee, mid uh, southern states, uh, where a loaf of bread is a buck fifty. And I know this from from experience that out here a gallon of milk is four fifty right now, and where they live, it's a dollar, one dollar. Why is it one dollar? Does it cost more to make milk out here than it costs to make it over there? No, it's because of what people are willing to pay. It's like, why is uh, petrol or, or gasoline, um, you know, why do we pay three forty to $4 here in, in California versus people in the Midwest that pay twenty five? It's the same fuel. Why does it cost more here? Because more people are more willing to pay more here.
1: Well, we can't forget the fact that people do actually make a no, lot more it's, money it, it's than over there. it's
0: availability of money I mean out in the in the middle part of California and it, it this might be a shock to anybody who doesn't live here <laughs> anyone who's not from California or hasn't lived in California a long time uh, the people that live out in the central part of California in the valley um, don't make nearly as much as the people who live on the coast in Los Angeles and the Bay Area the average income in the Bay area, um, the, the income, the area can be a hundred thousand yeah, yeah, dollars easily.
1: That's what's crazy is that it's yeah. only, it's less than an hour drive. Yeah. It's it's a and, and yet the average income for a person who lives drive. in the
0: Valley is more close, closer to $35,000 a year, a third to a quarter, as much as people make in the Bay. And, and so of course yeah. is the price of fuel cheaper out there? No, it is not, not by much. Like I say, I live out north or I live near the capital of California, which is Sacramento. Um, I live about 20 minutes away from it. And is the price of fuel here any different than the bay not by much probably hardly at all i mean i used to live in the bay area so i know what the prices are there it's what they were two years ago and uh it really isn't that different so why is it different if you just go to nevada you go to nevada you'd two dollars 225 maybe at the most and that's not even that far from my house it's 90 minutes you know 150 miles no not even that far it's 100 miles Hundred five miles up over the hill, boom! I could pay almost half as much for fuel there as I can here. You go to Oregon, same thing. So,
1: and that's <laughs> and that's why there is a massive. I'm, well, I mean, I that. I'm just trying to compare money, yeah. fiat currency sad. costs. It's
0: like, why is it higher yeah. here? It's because people have more money here, because and they're more willing to pay more money. If people weren't willing to pay three fifty a gallon for fuel, you wouldn't see three fifty a gallon for fuel anywhere. But people will just pay the price. You know, if you had, like, let's say, Chevron or Unical and had local uh, fueling stations, and, and nobody went to them, they would lower, lower their prices because nobody was coming. But people come constantly, so they can charge whatever they want, almost. Um,
1: well, I mean, what, what, what's the alternative? We don't really have no, a right. mass transit right. system in California.
0: Well, it, yeah, there's a different – we're you know, getting off we'll topic, start. but I mean just in, in short, the problem is not so much mass transit. The problem is the way Americans live. We like to live on our own. We like to be separatists. We like to be mm-hmm. you know, apart and live – we don't live in, in more community style. There's a lot of Americans here that are not from this nation who have the community style ideal, which countries like Europe or countries in Europe t- – or India or Asia tend to think like. So it is, it's just a um, a cultural difference. But there's other cultures here. It's just that the people who created this country were culturally different, and so they created it all apart. There's not really community to live living. If there was, there would be more mass transit that was easy to use. So, but anyways, I, we're way off topic, um, the government,
1: yeah, <laughs> let's go to the, the next topic. topic. Let's talk about Wall next Street Bets
0: because that's right. a hot topic right now.
1: Yeah, Wall Street Bets. That came out of nowhere. So, if you've been sleeping under a rock, Wall Street Bets is a Reddit, well, a subreddit, basically just a bunch of normal folks out there with a small little bag that have come together and have defeated Wall Street in their own game. That is amazing. I love that. I love when when that came out. I was just mind blown. Like this is this this real? Is this happening? Yeah, they actually did it. Unfortunately, there was a lot of um, backlash, and possibly a lot of lawsuits are going to happen to these folks um, in the near future in I'm gonna, regards to Go on the defensive the here. Um, I know
0: this. This this is kind of a Robin Hood story. Ironically, Robin Hood the the, uh, the... yeah company is also involved in it the um, app. and they're somewhat at the core of it, not yeah. just, uh, just kind of on the side. Um, I'm going to defend Robin hood and say that the Robin hood's ideals are still at play here. Now, this is controversial. A lot of people give me a lot of stuff about it. My friends on Twitter have been saying yeah, I hear what that you I'm gonna
1: Let me hear what you've got to say.
0: Now the ideal of Robin hood is what, well, I mean, what is Robin hood? I mean, Outside of the company, Robin Hood, itself, the character from from British lore, is a person who steals from the rich and gives it to the poor. He's basically playing the equalizer, um, and he saw the injustice, so he tried to fix it. And that's that's the way I feel that Robin Hood, the company, is in the same boat. They were trying to not necessarily steal from the rich themselves, but basically give the poor an edge, a leg up, or an edge, and they did. And they've done it for years. In fact, they forced the industry to make trading free. Who knew? Um, right. So, yeah. what has happened yeah. since then? Yeah, that yeah. has only been a couple of years since they forced the industry to change. Um, and they've been around since 2014, I know, because I was in their beta program. But um the uh Same here. the trip of it is I don't blame Robin Hood. I blame their brokerage. Now, Robinhood is not themselves a brokerage, they had to work with other mainstay brokerage companies like Citadel. Now, there is a guy, and this is is my speculative theory, I will go at this point and not say this is any advice, this is just what I think, and the reason I hold a contrary position. Stephen Cohen is a hedge fund manager, and a wicked one, in my opinion, at that. He, uh, He was caught up in a scandal with the SEC, I think 2014, 2015, somewhere in there, where they basically found him guilty Enforced him, and he did pay 1.8 billion dollars in fees and fines to the SEC. That's the Security and Exchange Commission, the people who control the stock market in the United States, or at least control the regulation of it. Um, he got caught not just for insider trading, but basically bad practices. It's all written online; you can read about it yourself. Um, look up Stephen A. Cohen. That's the person I'm talking about. He uh he is involved with the main hedge fund that was shorting GameStop and uh, has now had to pay a gargantuan fee, actually more money than he paid to the SEC uh, for having shorted and now lost that short, um, or at least a portion of it, and he's one of the main complainers. But he's also directly associated with Citadel. So it would seem that Citadel, the company, like I said, that's a brokerage for Robinhood, is not happy with people using Robinhood to screw them. Effectively, I mean, that's a uh, euphemism, but uh, the fact of the matter is Citadel is basically holding Robin Hood hostage and forcing them to not allow people to buy more stock. So is it Robin Hood's fault? I don't think so. I think Robin Hood is being held hostage. Do I have any proof of that? No. Interesting. I only know that the association of Citadel with Robin Hood is a fact. and Citadel has been Drastically harmed mm-hmm. by their having shorted, and now the stock price gone up, and them having to pay out. Um, but and so they're angry, and so they look, look, we don't want we'll to lose all our money. Please, Robinhood, stop doing this. So Robinhood was effectively forced, because I don't think they have another uh, brokerage with with whom they are working that they can actually go to quickly, and change up. So they kind of had to under duress. And I think at this point, that's the reason this lawsuit's coming. But of course, people are directing it at Robinhood, because Robinhood's really the, the face of this, even though, you know, because Citadel's in the background. Robinhood goes through Citadel to mm-hmm. uh, to do their brokerage you know, activity. And it, it, it would seem a conflict of interest, in my opinion, not for Robinhood to do what they've done, but for Citadel to do what they've done, because they have a direct relationship with the hedge fund, that was Melbourne, what's the name of the hedge fund that was drastically harmed? Um, can't think of their name at the moment, but um, sure. because Citadel is so directly involved in this, um, they're basically they're asked their request, which is, if we didn't know this, what was going on, would seem reasonable for Citadel to say, "Hey, stop trading, you know, only allow people to do this." But we know why they're doing it now because it's out in the open, and that's my reasoning, my theory, not fact. No one's proved this. It's not. It's not definitive. My theory about this is it's not Hood's fault. They're only doing what they're being required to do by contract in the company that they're working with. They don't want to do this, but they're doing it because they feel like they have to.
1: So why haven't they haven't no, have come not. out publicly nope. and stated that, right? So for the yeah. time being, but I don't know either. if they can.
0: I mean, maybe they, they fear losing their uh, contract with Citadel because how, how else are they going to get in, into, into Wall Street? Um, so would another brokerage take them up? Would another brokerage have enough uh, interaction or ability to act? Maybe they're you know physically – I hate to use another example, but the problem that Parler was having with AWS – Amazon Web Services was a lot of the stuff that they did was directly tied Mm -hmm. to the way Amazon Web Services worked. And so moving to something that was not AWS would Mm -hmm. be difficult. And that's the reason they were so, so challenged to get Parler back online, which they still technically haven't. Um, Their, their process was so based on the way that AWS worked that they couldn't just move. Um, And I think this is the problem that Robin is having. They can't just move because they're so tied to Citadel. And so of course they're going to defend their position. Mm But that might be in their contract. Maybe because is going, like, you have to say it that you're, you guys are doing it. And maybe they can't because of you know, a lawsuit issue. Maybe it's confidentiality factors. They're just not allowed to. Like I said, this is a theory. It's not definitive. I don't I know, know for sure. Know I never I'm just about making that. the estimate because my belief in Robotoop was that their intent is to screw the big guy. And if that's true, and yet they're still in bed with the big guy to some mm-hmm. degree, um, then it, it when push finally came to shove and billions of dollars became. You know, uh, a factor which they they never encountered this before, right? I mean, sometimes when when Doge or Bitcoin or Ethereum or something went really high, really low, they did their their company's like, hey, hey, you can't just let people you know sell this out. We'll lose all our money. So in the past, Robinhood has caved to shutting down Doge trading or shutting down. Uh,
1: well, actually, I was going to bring that up. So in the past, uh, and we're talking about what last year. A handful, not not a handful, maybe uh, three incidents in the past five years, which were pretty big incidents that did cause yep. lawsuits with uh, with Robinhood, with them shutting down their yep. market. Every other market was available to you know, but Robinhood saying that they they were hacked. Yep. That happened what two years ago, three years ago, uh, and yep. then they shut down their platform temporarily, which happens coincidentally happens to be the time. Yep the market was booming, and you know, I, so I keep I keep track of Robinhood because just like you, I was saying at the beginning. So every time Robinhood news comes out, I'm like, okay, I want to see what's going on with Robinhood. You know, it's, it's always you know smaller. I still get Robinhood news all the time on, on my email. I'm following it all the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's disappointing, but I, I I honestly believe, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just offering a different opinion, not to be controversial, but because I honestly believe that that Robin Hood itself is not at fault it is the fault of the people who are holding the keys to the kingdom in this case Robin Hood is it's not is not its own brokerage it's just a proxy brokerage so they are doing something revolutionary but not everybody who starts a revolutionary can be you know a mainstay in in the market until they get enough money on their side. You know, if, if Robinhood becomes a multi-billion dollar company themselves, maybe they can buy in and just be their own brokerage, in which case they will be able to do exactly what we all want them to do. And they'll probably find out when these these surges happen again, that they don't necessarily want to allow people to just buy and sell so fast. Now, the, there's, a, there's a further, somebody explained this to me recently, I can't remember the video as well, I'll find it. Um, not to me personally, but explained in a video, that the uh, the drastic increase and decrease or surge as it were with these stock prices is that the way that stock works can't actually work yet at the speed at which we're allowing it to work. It's kind of a virtualization. Everything still has to change on the back end and that's the reason these big companies don't want these things to happen this fast because in the past they couldn't and never did. These kinds of uh, mass draws or mass influxes of cash, no human could react quickly enough. And if we ever made it fully 100% automated where it's all computerized, someone could just come in and just take all of it. And there's nothing we could do about it. So it's still a tie to physical paper. There's still some tie within the market to physical paper. And that's one of the reasons that the establishment, hedge funds as they were, still plays the game with it where they do. Yes, they do manipulate the market. Yes, they do make billions of dollars. Yes, they do on the backs of other people, but they're still working off of the feds way of doing it. And yes, they are. There is manipulation. Absolutely. But, um, they're manipulating at much slower rate. So what a way of which these hedge fund managers have, you know, they have they come up with sneaky ways of doing it. Yeah. Is it slow? Yep. Um, but they're still trying to play to the SEC's rules, and Robinhood is trying to break those rules, which isn't 100% wrong. But it's different enough that the Fed is not super fond of it, and so I, I don't. I would I would go so far as to say that Citadel is probably going to blame the Fed on on this trouble, even if Robinhood doesn't blame Citadel. So Wall Street bets is not dead. It's
1: not sleeping. It's Still chugging along as powerful as it was at the beginning. And it's going to continue on. We don't know what, what's going to happen tomorrow when the markets open back up. But it, they're not done. They're not done. We don't know if they're going to jump into crypto or if they're going to jump well, back into the So You should check out Satoshi
0: Street Bets because that's happens. the other one. <laughs> so we gotta... Satoshi Street Bets? What was it? On Reddit? It's the, uh, Satoshi Street for, Bets, equivalent.
1: Really? Interesting. There you go. Interesting. Satoshi street bets. Nice. I like that. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, for me, I want to tell all the cryptonauts out there, make sure you read Satoshi's white paper to understand what blockchain technology is. I think it is the key to understanding what all crypto is and where the consensus, where the, the genesis of all this has be, has started and where it's going to go in the future. Read Satoshi's white paper. Here's a quote from Satoshi. If you don't believe it, don't get it. I don't have time to try to convince you. Sorry. That was tweeted by Satoshi Nakamoto. And that's that. I I mean, I can, I'm not like, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm talking about it, but I'm not here to convince you. Just like Satoshi said, I'm telling you, understand what the Satoshi White Paper is all about. The, 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 Blockchain peer-to-peer white paper. Check that out. Read it. Read it over and over again. If you don't understand it, reach out to somebody within the crypto sphere that understands what it is to explain it to you in more simpler terms. Understand it. That is the thing. That is the, ha- Jake. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Did you read Satoshi's oh,
0: white paper? <laughs> Never read the whole thing. Sorry.
1: <sighs> okay, that's, that's <laughs> uh, you have some homework to do. <laughs> All right, Uh, Jake, do you uh, have any episodes on your uh, library?
0: Uh, I've been going through a life transition. I think it's the best way to put it. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, So uh, yeah, I I have to put a couple things on hold while I get things a little bit more organized. And unfortunately, things are not going quite my way at this very moment. So I haven't been posting anything lately. Okay. Oh, yeah. But you
1: still have a lot of videos online are those okay and it just to tell everyone just go ahead and explain to well, the crypto uh, what your channel all about
0: originally started out as just being for fun um i would literally per the name jabber like just a bunch of fur furlings uh if you haven't figured out the acronym yet um it it was my attempt to just talk about the things i like and uh it turned into crypto because i like crypto so uh, I do I did for a long time uh, high yield investment programs and kind of debunking them um, prior to that I actually did uh, uh, what's it called the phone farming which I still have an interest in although I don't do it anymore um, I was looking at referral link type stuff like I said for that um, applications you know phone apps but uh, because crypto is such an interesting topic to me a lot of my content is on crypto and even some trading you know uh, uh, what's it called uh, what is the term for it margin trading i did a little bit of margin trading for a while i don't do it anymore but uh, oh wow you yeah,
1: that, it's I, never it, dipped my really have yet. to have
0: a steel mind and i don't so um i would i would i would not <laughs> advise doing it is it yeah. no one out there really knows well how to do it some people just get really lucky and so they form uh, you know how i did it learn how i did it and pay me money and that really the money the money is in uh paying people or getting people to pay you to teach you how you did it, but that's not re- not really. No one has a golden, uh, you know, the crystal ball on how to truly trade. Some people just get really lucky. So, anyways, yeah, my channel is just a bunch of referral links. Jabber- right.
1: Jabber- so, so okay, so really, really quick, because there was something that, that 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 kind of you brought up there. What's the best way? to capitalize on your bag. For the cryptonauts out there that are sitting on a little interest, bag idling um, dividends, not doing anything uh, with
0: honestly, it. Honestly, the long way, the way that uh, the Oracle of Omaha talks about, uh, Warren Buffett, that's the best way. Get your stuff into crypto in an interest-bearing account and hodl, hodl, hodl. That is the best way. <laughs>
1: what Okay, so Sophia to crypto. Hoddle, hoddle, HODL. Yep. Stack your sets and hoddle. Like I said, at, at at the end of every episode, that's what I say. And I'm going to say it again stack sets and hoddle. That is it. That's the golden rule right there. It's so easy to do. Even, I can't, can I say even a
0: children can't
1: think that's customer. <laughs> it's one of those insurance companies. Huh? Well, there, there's some children out there that are making money, man. You yeah, heard about that 17 year old. There
0: was a kid, yeah, uh, a while back who yeah. bought thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin when it was worth nothing, and now he's a millionaire.
1: Yeah, his grandma gave him that thousand dollars, and he 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 stacks that. You know what's interesting? Now that I go back, I'm sorry. Uh, now that I go back in time and try to think, when was the first time I was introduced to crypto? It was actually in like I think it was late 2008, 2009. Was the first time I heard about it. That did did I meet the real Satoshi? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Satoshi era. I don't know. I don't know. But that uh, maybe maybe Satoshi uh, is uh, a, a Russian,
0: of, a young I, Russian. So. <laughs> Vitaly. But- That's all I can Buterin, say for right. now. <laughs> uh, huh? Vitaly Buterin is he Ukrainian?
1: What was it? Like, no you know, no just, no it, it definitely wasn't him. I would not forget it, that face
0: it's uh, there's uh, a lot of people a lot of Slavs who are uh, Slavs rather people of Russian descent uh, who are into crypto what but,
1: but who there, but there wasn't that many people that were that were cypherpunks in uh, at the beginning that there was all just cypherpunks in 2008 2009 there was no market yep. out there you had to know code in order to move bitcoin there I mean, was no GUI plat- there was no platform, platform to do, it. do that.
0: It's all, you know you know, uh, command line you can... but it was not it
1: was it wasn't normal hey. people
0: it, there was there was hey, are you a like, normal now, person now have uh, you know about crypto since it, since it came out would you would you call yourself I, normal i, I don't <laughs> call myself normal so um, i wouldn't say any crypto person or crypto not is normal we're all very different sort of people.
1: True. I mean, I've, I've I've grown to, to love crypto because it has allowed me to understand what fiat, that's the reason why I like, when I read Satoshi's white paper, it truly opened my mind up to what fiat truly is and what crypto truly is and the direction of where fiat's going and the direction of where crypto is going. Blockchain technology is the future. I can promise you that there's going to be a day you're going to pull up at the gas station and it's going to be blockchain based be. it's going to happen there's going to be a time you're going to walk into the store and you're going to be able to get whatever you want off the shelves walk out the store off of the blockchain it's going to be all blockchain based going to the banks it's not going to be fiat it's all going to be you know uh point of sale boom you know bling and or uh what is nfc nfc tap to pay boom Take take your fiat yep. with you or your crypto with you, all blockchain based. CDCs, C, CBDCs are coming out real soon. It's it's working very well in China. China's way ahead of it. It's the, the what they're doing now. They're way ahead of what any other country is doing right now. Now the big goal is to see if people will truly adopt CBDCs without it being free. That's the next step of what China's trying to do right now. They're giving away for free. They're giving away uh, a few hundred dollars worth of of crypto every month to a a limited amount of people and have them try it out. And so far they, they tend to love it. They're using it. They're they're circulating it through the market and it's working well. There's no issues with the code itself. It's working fine off on chain and off chain. That's the innovation between uh, behind China's CBDC is that you can still use without the internet, you can still, be able to interact with the blockchain once you jump back online
0: well, that's it, the future we'll see when it comes about hopefully you know, that was my little rant soon but not too soon <laughs>
1: and, and every every company
0: out there they were trying their they're trying their own little tokens out there. Um, what, what, what,
1: what, no the other one? They, were, they were, they were, they were blocked out
0: their token pretty soon right CC, cc blocked them back in 2018
1: they were they really. were
0: Oh, well, I...
1: <laughs> no, but they're coming out with another one. They were. Um, oh, this one came out recently. This oh, one came okay. out recently that they're going to try to That's use Stellar. I learned something. <laughs> yeah, I just read an article. Yeah, yeah. They, so, so they just, they just, they just jumped over to Stellar and asked Stellar if, if they can work with some sort of token. And I, I read it. It's on one of my episodes um, that I read. Uh, one of the news articles that uh, Telegram is working with Stellar to develop a token. That I don't know who's going to be in charge of it. It doesn't sound like uh, Telegram is going to be in charge of that particular part of it because that's where the SECs got to kick their butt about that. But if they can have somebody else manage that, then that's where it's it's off it's it's out yeah. of their hands. But somebody else is going to be able oh, to handle it. Seeing how
0: that works out, because I was really hoping the TON was going to come out when when Telegram's uh, first that was the first token they tried doing. But uh, yeah, SEC stopped them. They were supposed to be valued at almost two billion dollars. That, that just didn't go through.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate that uh, that government is is stopping innovation. And, and on top of that, I, in regards to um, was it Janet Yellen or or the um, what is it, Vincent, Vincent, Vincent? Right now is 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 just just oh, they're putting their fist down everyone's throat, saying hey. If you have a private uh, private yeah. wallet with private keys, we need to know what's in mm-hmm. your wallet. Yep. You know? it's your private. That's, that's horrible. You
0: know, I mean, that's if horrible. you have to submit it to that's prove definitely. It on your taxes, fine. But um, your private wallet's your private wallet. You know, it's like uh, the in my opinion, and this would be true even with if, even with physical cash, right? Dollar bills, as it were. If you have a suitcase or a briefcase with 10, 50, 100 grand in cash sitting in your bedroom under your bed or in a hole in the ground in your backyard. The government has no right to that at all. But if you spend it, they're going to know. And at that point, you owe taxes. So in my opinion, if you're hiding money, it's your right. Same thing goes for crypto. But as soon as you spend it, then they know you have it. And at that point, you need to pay taxes on it. And I mean, I know we're not trying to get off the topic here, but I am a heavy, heavy, heavy supporter of the repealment of the 17th Amendment. And I, I might be wrong about it, so the 17th Amendment was uh, taxes, income taxes. Make sure that's right. Um,
1: I think... If you want to talk about taxes, we can talk about that for a few minutes, um, which I don't mind because that's another topic I I, I like talking about because I do believe 16, in taxes. Sixteenth right, I disagree I of with giving our minute. money to people. <laughs> Sorry, the sixteenth. I, I I disagree. Yeah. I, I disagree with giving our taxes to people that are very irresponsible with that money, especially when I have oh, yeah. no, I, an idea my, my of where that money that. should but be My opinion was to and repeal it's not the, of the 16th
0: to... Amendment where it basically said that you know our income could be taxed. And at that point, it's like, no, 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 no. How much money I have is my business, not the government's business. That's my opinion. Like I said, this is I – mean, we're talking on a cryptocurrency show here, but I mean part of it has to do with it, you know, XMR um, – or uh, Monero, anyways, the the thing that I have opinion upon in regard to this is, like, you should tax people when they spend the money, and in particular, on frivolous things. If you don't need it to survive, Mm -hmm. then it should be taxed. So luxury items should be heavily taxed. And at that point, you're like, okay, well, it's a luxury item. You don't really care um, as much. Obviously, people with gobs of money don't want to part with it. Um, And so they're always looking for two... For tax loopholes, but I'm like, hey, you can have as much money as you want. I don't care how much money you have. It should only matter when you spend it. And then that way, when you spend it, it's like, okay, well, food. Let's say food was five percent tax; it was relatively small, so maybe there should be no tax. But when it comes to buying, you know, a Lamborghini, I think you should pay a gargantuan tax on that. If you're going to buy, you know, a ten million dollar house, hmm. then you should pay, you know, fifteen percent tax on that instead of nothing. Um, you know, it's luxury items—things that you don't need to survive. That's where you pay.
1: So, so when you're, so when you're president, President uh, Jabrali, um, I'll make sure that I don't uh, win Lambo. i
0: Lambos are fine. You know. I'm not interested in okay. Lambos, but I'm I will saying, stay away from the Lambos. Like, if you don't need the, yeah,
1: Same. you know, to be honest. Uh win, when, when Tesla, win Tesla. So that's my version
0: too. <laughs> win <When laughs>
1: Roadster. That's where I. That's where I'm at. Although, yeah, yeah. Tesla news. we'll talk.
0: About All sure right,
1: crypto nuts. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, geez, what's the closing statements? We already talked about just about everything and some more. So, with that said, crypto make sure you check out Jake Jabarelli on Library. Uh, Jake, yes, are I you brave um are Sorry, you, you brave verified? Tip, Okay, go ahead and, go ahead and uh, uh, publish a link over to, uh, to the Discord referrals side, and I'll go ahead and attach it to, uh, to this episode. So if you want to uh, kick back some, some bats over to, uh, to Jabrelli's YouTube channel or library channel, you're more than welcome to do that. Same thing with me. I accept Bitcoin, Litecoin, USDC, and bats through my blockchain address. Blockchain John dot crypto. So with that said cryptonauts, stack sest and it. hodl.